You are listening to Monster of the Week with Timothy from ProDM. And this week's monster, it's not one of my favorites, but I know that for some of you listening, this monster is really dried or die. You can find the Drider on page 120 of the 5th edition Monster Manual. A Drider is a half-drow, half-spider, sort of like a centaur creature. The top half is a drow, and the bottom half, of course, is a gigantic spider. Uh, in the lore, they are created by Lolf, the sort of spider queen goddess of the drow. And they're essentially like drow that fail some sort of a mysterious test that she puts like her most qualified followers through. And if they fail it, they're transformed into these like loathsome spiders that are supposedly like mad and then sort of shunned by drow society. That is the lore, and I definitely have no problems with it. It's perfect as written, and we're definitely not going to talk about it later. Mechanically, the Drider is a CR6 large monstrosity. Um, it's described here as being chaotic evil. It has high armor class. It's got pretty high hit points for its CR. It's got both climb speed and spider climb, so it can go up on walls and on ceilings and things like that. Um, it has pretty great ability scores across the board, everything above average, uh, including uh, high strength, high dex, high con. So it's just sort of better than a drow in almost every capacity. It is trained in both stealth and perception. It's got 120 foot dark vision. And then for features, it has fey ancestry. So it's advantage on saving those against being charmed and magic can't put it to sleep. It's got sort of your drow innate spell casting. Spider climb, like we mentioned, it's got sunlight sensitivity, much like a drow. It's got web walker, a lot like a giant spider. And then for its actions, it has three attacks. It attacks either with its longsword or its longbow, but it can also replace one of those attacks with a bite attack. So the bite attack deals 2d6 poison, the longsword and the longbow. The bite is a little odd to me because it has the top half of a drow, so is it biting you with its, like, drow teeth or its teeth sharp? Unclear. There's also a sidebar in here about Trider spellcasters, basically saying that if they go in as a cleric, then they might have these slightly different powers and spells. Presented as a 7th level spellcaster with Wisdom as their primary attack stat, um, and they, uh, you know, have things like Poison Spray, Bane, Hold Person, Dispel Magic, Freedom of Movement, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's the Drider. It's, it's a, a pretty simple monster with a pretty niche concept, uh, but we're going to dive into its history in just a second. In 1st edition, they don't appear until the Monster Manual 2, but when they do, they are pretty much uh, as described here in 5th edition. Basically the same concept. When a drow reaches 6th level, they are tested, and those that fail then become driders. The only thing that caught my attention in this entry is that they mention that they like working alone, and then in the same sentence say that they often work with 1 to 12 huge spiders. So, definitely 30 to 50 feral hogs vibes. 
I almost couldn't find them in second edition because they bundle them with the drow. But as much as they've like expanded the drow's lore in 2e, they really do nothing with the drider. It's almost word for word the first edition entry, so not a lot else to add there. In 3.0, they become sort of proper spellcasters. They've got sorcerer spells and all that. They also then wield poison short swords, which I think is like a little bit more fun than just like a boring ass long sword, right? Which doesn't even have poison damage on it. They do have really cool art that always stuck with me of uh, the drider like wrapping up a victim kind of shelob style, but of course they don't have webs, so how is that possible? And then 4E sees the biggest sort of reflavor of them, mainly by saying that the driders are drow who pass the test rather than fail the test, which I think makes a lot more sense, as we'll discuss in a second. They also come in two different varieties. They have the Fang Lord and the Shadow Spinner, uh, classic 4E kind of cringy names. Uh, the Fang Lord has a great sword, which is kind of cool, but it also has like a magical sort of Eldritch Blast power, as well as a Poison Bite, of course, and a web attack. Uh, the Shadow Spinner can manipulate shadows, which is kind of cool, and sort of create clouds of darkness. Yeah, and that's the history of the Drider. They're, they're kind of a one-track monster. They've basically been the same thing through all four editions up to this point and haven't really seen a lot of change. 4E is the closest you get, and even those changes are relatively minor. So 5E then, not too surprising that they kind of cleave to the traditionalist view of the Drider. But let's see if we can't challenge that in a little bit. But coming up first, we're going to talk about the things we like about 5th edition's Drider. That's up next. So this is maybe a bit of a cop-out, but I just, I like spiders. I think spiders are cool. I think spiders are one of those monsters that land kind of in the psyche of most people. Like something about like a multi-legged chitinous creature immediately kind of raises the hackles on most people. So I think any monster that leans into those kinds of things is always good. I like spiders and I like spider-related monsters as well. So the Drider ostensibly should be something I'm excited about, which uh, we'll see. I do think that the core concept of the monster, essentially a monster that is created by an individual who fails like a divine test, is actually really cool and strong and could be, I almost want to see more interpretations of this idea. The core concept is good. I don't think that they execute on it and there's some kind of big plot holes that we'll talk about. I, I think the core concept is actually really strong. I don't love D&Ds, like, presentation of the Dark Elves. They're a little weird and kind of 80s. I'm not super into them. But that doesn't mean the Drider isn't like an interesting interpretation of the Drow. My third one kind of piggybacks off the first one, and that's that I always like monsters that can kind of easily be bundled with other monsters, almost like supplementary monsters, right? So if you're running sort of a drow-based campaign or adventure or whatever it is, like you kind of already get to, to, to fold in a bunch of other related creatures, like not only creatures associated just with the environment, like the Underdark, but also creatures that are associated with drow in particular. So you've got all the different types of drow, right? So your, your average foot soldier, you've got your matron mother, you've got your sword master, you've got your drow wizard, all these different things, right? But then you've also got creatures like chitines and driders and just spiders in general. I wish we did more to design suites of monsters rather than just kind of like one-off weirdos, which I think is a big thing that happens in later 
monster manuals and kind of like sagging editions is that they will start to introduce these very bizarre monsters that don't really pair well with existing monsters. I'm looking at the dryad on the opposite page here. What does a corrupted dryad look like? What about a dryad that comes from a different climate, right? Like bundling monsters together as opposed to making new kinds of monsters, I think is going to be easier. And you'll also cash in on established concepts that players are already familiar with. So again, in that way, the Drider is very strong in concept. Next up, we're going to talk about how they're not so strong in concept when we come back. So mechanically, I think the Drider falls prey to a very obvious, but I would say lazy trap, which is that it is basically just a... Well, I mean, literally, it is a drow and a spider smushed together, right? It is just some of the drow traits and some of the spider traits kind of kit-bashed into one monster. And while, you know, there's a certain, like, literalism to that that I kind of appreciate, it makes them very uninteresting to run. Like, there's no huge difference between the two of them. You know, it's got a sword and a bow for some reason, and it also has a bite attack. And then it's got some spider stuff, like Web Walker and Spider Climb, but not all of them. And then it's a couple of, like, random drow abilities that I just, I'm so sick of, and I wish we could lose. But they've been here since the 80s, and we can't seem to lose them. So many other monsters have lost their, like, weird, annoying spell-like abilities, but drow just can't because of Salvatore. And I'm just tired of it. There's got to be a better way, a more interesting way to iterate on this monster than just to combine the traits of both Drow and Spider. Not into it. Uh, my second problem is specifically about the bite attack. I just think it's very silly. Like, this is a person with normal teeth. Even if you said that they have sharp teeth, it just seems like if you're this giant six-foot monster, imagine like a centaur biting you. It just feels very weird and backwards. Like, humanoid creatures, with the obvious exception of like zombies and vampires, really shouldn't be going around biting you. Especially when like, the the art of the Drider in 5th edition almost seems to imply they have a stinger. Kind of like Shelob, and like, that makes a lot more sense. Give the Drider a stinger. If that's what it's going to look like, I think it should definitely have a poison attack, but have it be a stinger attack. You know, I don't think that's that ridiculous. Or at least, like, fuck up the mouth of the Drider to give it weird, like, pedipalps. Then, okay, a bite attack makes more sense. But just like a regular guy with regular flat teeth, why does that have poison? I just, I don't care for it. The big one, though, for me is that the core concept just falls really flat. I like the concept of the test, as we said, but there's so much here that doesn't make any sense. So Lolf is the evil spider god, right? And she she reaches out somehow to some of her followers to test them by bringing them to the demon web pits and basically saying, like, hey, I think you're great. I want you to take this test. We're never given any details on the test or even, like, what the qualifications for the test are right? They take this mysterious test, and then if they fail, they become a drider. And a drider is basically all the best parts of a drow and all the best parts of a spider. And that's somehow meant to be a punishment? Like, a drider is just better in every way than either a drow or a spider. It is the best of both worlds. I don't understand how someone who would worship a spider god would think of this as a punishment. If you really are in the tank for the chaotic evil like, queen of, like, treachery and madness. 
uh, isn't this a win for you? I don't understand. They try to like lazily paste on the idea that like, oh, and they go mad for it for some reason. And I'm like, I don't, and they get shunned. Like, like this looks like an avatar of everything that Lolf would desire. W what is it about this that is so grotesque and bad to a drow? Like, there's absolutely a version of the Drider where it is a horrible abomination that's in constant sort of like Frankensteinian pain. Like, Okay, if that's what we want to do, that makes sense. But to me, I think 4th edition had it correct. The Drider should be what happens when the Drow succeeds on the test, right? To, to kind of uh, take on this exalted form and be closer to Lolf. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me that this is the result of a failure, right? It, it, it's completely backwards. So how would we then go about fixing them, right? Like, I think the big thing is that I would actually split them into two monsters. I think you can make a drider be basically what it is, a combination of a drow and a spider, and it represents sort of the pinnacle of a drow's devotion to Lolf. If they undergo this trial, right, they, and they succeed on it, then they become a drider, and becoming a drider is the goal, right? It's not like it's some test for some other vague purpose that is only ever failed in the lore because they don't actually care about the test and it's not really a thing. It's just an excuse to have this weird spider centaur, right? Say that the point of the trial is to become a drider and then you make a separate monster, right? That is the like awful, almost like more like a chitine, like a terrible babbling, racked with pain, lost their mind, you know, mutagenic failure creature that like if you fail it then she turns you into this this abyssal wretch you know that makes a lot more sense to me because there's nothing about the drider as we said that would be really be all that negative to a drow in that case i think you could do something really fun with the sort of abomination version of it i don't know what it, what it would be called that's probably a good uh, subject for our stream but i like the idea then um if they are cursed right and they're like fallen from grace that their bite attack, yes, it has poison, but maybe even has like a mutagenic disease that kind of spreads Lolth's curse to those that it bites. Because then it would make a lot of sense to shun them, right? Because they'd be dangerous. It could spread Lolth's like disfavor among the drow community. I think that could be really cool. Even if you don't go so far as to say that the drider is a success, if you want to keep the drider as a failure, you could still make the poison do this. So that way it's this disease that spreads amongst them and there's a reason that they're shunned, right? And then lastly, um, I would make a couple of small mechanical changes. I would give them a web attack and spinnerets because, like, they're a spider. Why are you losing, like, the thing that makes a spider a spider? And then I would lose the bite as well, and I would give them a stinger. So they have, like, a web attack and a stinger attack, and we'd lose the bite. If you do want to retain the drider as the failure, you could just attach the poison to the stinger, right? The mutagenic poison to the stinger rather than to the bite. I just think having them bite. Or, I mean, if you want to keep the bite, you can too, but then I would make their mouth a lot more horrifying, right? With the dripping kind of pedipalps. I just think right now they just look like a regular person. And again, like, a Yuwanti abomination is apparently a great thing to the Yuwanti, but a drider is a terrible thing to the drow. Like, it just seems very backwards. But yeah, that is it. That's a quick episode this week. That is our take on the Drider. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with the next Dragon episode while I continue to labor away on our final guest episode for the Ds. But until then, please swing by our stream on Thursday when we're going to talk about this monster. Um, I I'm excited to make the kind of like failed version of the Drider. I think that could be really neat. But until then, thank you so much for listening. It turns out Driders maybe can be a pretty cool wolf as I am to admit it. And as always, happy adventuring.
Monster of the Week is a ProDM production. You can follow us on Twitter at ProDMTimothy. If you like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Even $1 a month grants you access to the redesigned monsters that we discuss here on the show. You can find us at patreon.com slash ProDM. You can catch those monster redesigned streams Thursdays at 2 p.m. on our YouTube page. The music used in this episode was Rainbow Ride and Waves by Azure Flux, used under an attribution non-commercial share-alike Creative Commons license. Check out their work at azureflux.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>